0: And welcome to the
1: podcast I'm Ross
0: I'm Phil And this is Ross and, Ross and Phil, Phil Sometimes oh. talk about movies Ah, <laughs> oh, we're never going to get this right No, uh, it's more the fact that, yeah we're, uh, we're not keeping a particularly regular schedule at the moment, are we, Mr Boy, Ask? No, no, somewhat It's um, a schedule, somewhat. Jim, but none as we know it But, yeah. so how's things? How, how, are, how are things? How's the editing of Vengeance 2 uh, coming along?
1: Yeah, can, can I use the word busy like in a sort of (laughs) busy Uh, it's going it's going great actually to be fair good uh but it's just there's just a lot of it
0: yeah so my day job is keeping me incredibly busy hence why this is the first time in a few weeks we've managed to uh connect up and actually we're coming into christmas period and christmas period means end of year specials it means our best and worst of the year. It's the, It means our preview of 2018 19 because we've done 2018. Quite excited about that. Yeah, I mean, it's always my funnest time of the year this time of the year because we get to do yeah. some really cool shit. But today we're going to get to do some really sad shit because we're not, look, look, we are not going to do a special podcast every time someone dies. Yeah. If we did, we would be doing a lot of them. Um, but when certain people die, I think it's worthy of us having a conversation. Um, and, oh, so close together. We mm. lost two absolute legends this last uh, last month. Yeah. So, obviously, um, Stan Lee died. And we'll talk about Stan Lee in a minute. Yeah. Um, but also, um, William Goldman died.
1: Yeah, that's, like that's what just, both very, very sad.
0: And that's, that's just kind of, I mean, like, back to back. Deaths of, and you know, people, I think you put it on Facebook, people overuse the term legend mm. far too much. Yeah. Oh, he's a legend.
1: Yeah, I'm so bored of that.
0: Danny Dyer is not a legend. No.
1: But. Legend. William or, your, your Goldman, mate, your mate, or your mate Bob is not a legend. Oh, my mate Bob's <laughs> a legend because he got in the beers. Oh, good, thanks. <laughs> but right.
0: William Goldman was a genuine legend.
1: Absolutely,
0: one of the best screenwriters ever.
1: Yes, absolutely, unquestionably. The first ever writer, correct me if I'm wrong, to sell a spec script in Hollywood to actually sell it on spec, not like have it commissioned and stuff.
0: Was he really?
1: Yeah, I believe so. I might, I might, I might be wrong. Someone tell me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right.
0: I, I will. I will. Whilst we're doing this, I will look up. Uh, mm. I mean, you know, I won't, I was going to look go on to I'm, I'll go on to uh, Wikipedia, but that will mm. probably have the fact he has five heads or something. But um so if you don't know um if you don't know the work of William Goldman, why the fuck are you listening to this podcast? Oh, well,
1: yeah. Um, well, you
0: probably know it and you don't know. Yeah. So, um some of the films he wrote. And American you know. Man. <laughs> I mean,
1: there there's Princess Bright. Princess Bright. Princess Mar- Mar-
0: Butch Mar- Cassidy Man. and the Sundance Kid. Exactly. Uh, we're talking All the President's Men, we're talking A Bridge Too Far, we're talking Misery. Yeah. Um, okay, so, not so many amazing things in the kind of latter end of his career, but, you know, when when you start your career with with, with that, <laughs> yeah, okay. I I kind of think, you know, yeah, you, you've had a good go. What's your favourite, Um, what's your favourite William Goldman film?
1: It's arguably uh, Marathon Man, but I love The Hot Rock. Uh, and I love magic. I'm a massive fan of magic. Okay, yes. Magic. Um yeah, and the Burt Medals film he I, I like most of his stuff to be honest. Like I uh, like I love Year of the Comet, which not a lot of people know about. Yeah, Memoirs yeah, the of an Invisible good. Man. <laughs> like like most of his film Princess Bride, like what's not to like. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of Stepford Wives, a Great Waldo pet There's loads. There's absolutely loads.
0: I'm a. have always been a huge butchcasting Sundance Kid fan. Um yeah. and I know it's I know it's kind of like the easy one to pick and it is kind of the easy one to pick but yeah huge fan but do you know what probably yes the princess bride is is you know one of the great um kind of comedy films of the of the kind of th- that era but for but also, me
1: also also they're still aping it cuz uh, once upon a deadpool is doing princess bride with deadpool for a pg rating it's very yes. clever yeah very really clever. clever idea
0: um but do you know what probably one of my one of my favorites of his was probably misery because the first time yeah. a Stephen King adaptation for me was good. Well, it was proper was so, good. It, it
1: was it was good as its own film, wasn't it? Right? Like, you didn't need to know that it was a Stephen King film, so to speak. Exactly.
0: You know what I mean? Um and so so Misery Misery was awesome, but but Goldman won a fair stack of awards in his time. Yeah. Um he won the Oscar for All the President's Men, he won the Oscar for Butch Cassidy and Sundance kids. Uh, he was nominated for Golden Globes for Marathon Man, All the President's Men, and Butch yeah. Cassidy and the Kid. In fact, he was n- nominated for Marathon Man and All the President's Men in the same year.
1: Yeah, they're, they're both excellent, I and mean, could it couldn't be more different. The films couldn't be more different. Uh,
0: he he won uh, a <coughs> BAFTA for Butch Cassidy. Um, yeah. Weirdly, I do remember this. Thinking really, um, he was nominated for Best Adapted flight play for Ghost in the Darkness.
1: Yeah, I don't quite understand that.
0: Yeah, it it's not not a <coughs> not a film that that that's, that jumps out to me as a. He wrote uh,
1: he wrote, he wrote a great book about the making of it though. Did he?
0: I've not read. Yeah, that.
1: it's very very good.
0: <laughs> of course, some of the some of the better things about William Goldman—not better, but some of the other notable things—is he wrote some cracking books as well.
1: Mm. Well, uh, Marathon Man is an amazing book as well as an amazing film. Like, it's really terrific.
0: But he he also
1: wrote some kind of books about film yeah well adventures in the screen trade was incredible that's an amazing book amazing book book. so he also he also he also um said something really specific i can't remember the context exactly but there's this whole thing about like he has this quote which is just write the bastard yes which could not be more proposed like it's so important just write it like people are really stuck just write the bastard get on with it (laughs) i'm stuck i'm stuck writing just write it then just get on with it and I think that's really, genuinely a really good ethos. <laughs> I, I think
0: that. that is, I think that is amazing. And I think you kind of, yeah, you, you, he did have that kind of no nonsense kind of mm. thing about him. Um, apparently he also wrote a script for Mission Impossible 2 that wasn't used. Oh. Ah. Um, you know, I mean, to be fair, maybe they should have used I'm it.
1: Sh- I'm sure he probably did a lot of things like that. Like, I mean, he did a lot. Of, <laughs> there's that whole thing about did he write uh, Good Will Hunting or not. Yes, that's quite a, big, no, that's quite a too. No, Ben and Matt yeah. ran wrote Goodwill Hunting. Uh, uh, he said it in that kind of tone of voice, right? Yeah, and no, look at he, look at
0: all the great films that he's uh, he's written. They've written together since then.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm, almost yeah, like exactly. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know. Also, he's he's the um, his famous quote is "the whole nobody knows anything." You know, reference yeah. to Hollywood. But he's, he's just an absolutely amazing person. Just he all was, was sorry, it <laughs> was I should say. And he
0: turned down. He turned down the opportunity to write the Godfather and Superman. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: And uh, apparently, uh, Joe Estherhouse was not a fan.
1: No, no. Have you read Hollywood Animal? I've not. Joe,
0: I've not read Hollywood Animal.
1: Oh, uh, Hollywood Animal and uh, The Devil's Guide to Hollywood. where it's both amazing. Hollywood Animal is essentially. It's essentially him describing how Sharon Stone slept her way to the top. <laughs> it really—it's like very not barely veiled. I can't even call it thinly veiled. It's basically about that.
0: That is amazing. Look, I mean, to be fair, Joe Estherhouse might not be a great fan of Goldman, but few people are a fan of Joe Estherhouse.
1: Right, right, exactly
0: uh not one of the uh the most talented people out there um no, but so love his born- stuff
1: love his stuff anyway
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah indeed yeah. so born in 1931 died uh, kind of november 16th um of uh complications from cancer and pneumonia really really sad you know it's it sad that a lot of these these kind of icons of, of the 70s and 60s and 70s we're losing now and obviously Burt Reynolds you mm. know and now and now William Goldman so well he
1: wrote where well, he wrote the uh Heat the original yeah. Heat but uh, and then that was remade as Wildcard with Statham not that long ago a few yes, years yes
0: which wasn't a bad film
1: itself I really liked Well, was the one I everyone was going on about John Wick and I was like watch Wildcard for fuck's sake yeah
0: and yeah, I mean just watch anything with Statham in I think that's yeah. the rule isn't it
1: overall do you know do you know stanley is currently number two i'm just saying imdb he's currently number two on the imdb really yeah
0: that is amazing and that brings us nicely and even sadder Mm. uh for i i think probably for both of us because whilst william goldman is influential Mm. stan lee is stan lee
1: yeah there's no doubt
0: um so, uh, yep, Stanley died on November 12th at the age of 95. I think the phrase good innings definitely, mm. uh, definitely suits for that one, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, we all knew it was coming eventually,
1: it had to happen. Like, yeah, this was not far away, let's be honest.
0: Um, but at that, that you know, in, in just months after we lost Burt Reynolds to lose like, like another real icon of mine, it was, was yeah, devastating. Yeah. Truly devastating. Um, where do we start with Stan Lee? Ross? Where, where was the first time when did you first, excuse the
1: expression, come across Stan Lee? Probably, I was probably about two years old. Really? I, was probably gener- I started reading comics when I was <laughs> two, so even though I didn't know the names or whatever, but he's he he was a major influence, regardless of whatever, he was a major influence in my life like, major because. All I wanted to do from the age of two was was do comics, like yeah. as simple as that. I wanted to write and draw comics. I didn't even understand, obviously, at that time, that Marvel and DC were separate companies. I had no idea, but I just read them and loved them. And and at the age of eleven, that transferred into films via very comic book films. But there's no denying that. Like all I wanted to do was do comics. That's all I like. I, I wouldn't do proper work. I wouldn't just got like I was just I would just my exercise books were full of doodles of Spider Man and Daredevil and Thor and all of that stuff. Plus, obviously, the DC characters because again, I didn't realize, yeah, you know, but Captain America, and 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 just I just did that for eight. Like just kept writing and drawing my own comics until I saw those films when I was eleven. So, it, yeah, I don't, you know, it massive. And I'm not I'm not trying to be all like. Catching in is the wrong word. I'm not trying to jump on any bandwagons. It's just I literally I literally learned to read, speak and write from comics. It's that simple.
0: That is genuinely amazing. See I I think I because I when we met back in the Early nineties, in the nineteen nineties, ninety two,
1: in the in the previous de- uh, century,
0: yeah, in the previous. Oh God, the nineteen ninety two. Um, I was less of a comic fan and more of a horror mm. fan, and you were Ooh. less of a horror fan and more of a comic fan. And I think that's uh, kind of where we found that middle ground. Yeah, um, that you kind of introduced me to a lot of this. So I, I, I really, I mean, I always doodled and I was. Drew and I always kind of picked up, really casually picked up comics, but you actually kind of started getting me into this kind of stuff. Mm. So you're probably the person that got me into Stan Lee. The first time I ever remember seeing Stan Lee was Rats. Yeah, of
1: course.
0: Um, it was in amazing. That
1: so funny. I still
0: think it's one of his best film
1: performances. It is, because it's really fun. The way he interacts with Jason Lee particularly is really funny.
0: And it's just, you know, it was a really, really great moment in in what was a unfairly derided film.
1: That's a great... Ma- More Rats is arguably my fa- probably my favourite Kevin Smith film. Probably. I think I agree with you on that. On I mean, balance. I like, on balance.
0: I, like, I like Clerks. I like Chasing Amy. I think Chasing Amy is an incredibly well-written film. Um, I and just do think it's a love, great
1: film. And I love Dogma and I love James Silent Bob Strike back as kind of like a Cheech and Chong type movie. But I think More Rats is probably... <laughs> Probably his best
0: film. Yeah, probably. I think I think you, put, you you could well be right. Um, and certainly most
1: enjoyable, most enjoyable. Like yes, else, and right it's really.
0: the most it's, again. And I think probably because of the, the the subject matter of the film and and what it's about is probably the reason why it it would connect with people like us at that time more than maybe the, the the mainstream. But that that was kind of my first time I ever remember seeing Stan Lee on on screen. Obviously, you then kind of go back and you go well. You know, it was Spider-Man and his amazing friends, he narrated that. So I've yeah. been listening to Stan Lee for years. Yeah, and the Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk cartoon. And the Hulk, yep, the Hulk cartoon. Um, and so, but kind of, you know, he, he had to, had a kind of a, a, a strange career in it. It started so early, but he really only kind of came into the mainstream. Probably, I mean, <clears throat> kind of, you know, kind of came into the mainstream probably around 2000 with the kind of the X-Men film and, and when kind of comic book
1: movies finally started to take off again. Yeah, that's probably true. In terms of being on, sc- in terms of being seen by the mass audience. Yeah. And, and kind of understood <laughs> even if didn't who know, he was. Even, even if they didn't know who he was initially. Do you know what I mean? So,
0: um, and of course, you know, ever since 2000, he's been on screen every year. Yeah. Um, and he's been on screen in Spider-Man films. Uh, sorry, in uh, Marvel films, as obviously some of the best cameos in the history of movies. Yeah, I mean, probably good time to talk about what are your favourite Stanley cameos?
1: Strip club, cam- strip club DJ in Deadpool, probably. Yeah, that's uh, That one, is amazing, and also the one in. <coughs> forgive me, I can't remember if it's Guardians one or two, where he's literally just talking to the Watcher about what he's been doing. Yes. And he's just been in all these films, but like in these different characters, kind of was really funny. But also, even just playing Willy Lumpkin in in the Fantastic Four films, like yes. playing an actual character, he yeah, the playing actual, an actual character, poster. yeah, yeah, which like, is fine.
0: I, I think
1: I, I I will never get over Tony Stank.
0: Can't remember that Tony Stank um, when when he, he I, I think he's I think is it the Avengers movie? That's one okay. of my favourite ones where he's the delivery man and he's after Tony Stank. Oh, he's yeah. after Tony Stank, right? Okay. Fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> but of course, he, yeah, he's appeared in in almost every marvel movie
1: yeah
0: yeah with with a couple of exceptions i don't think he's in blade is he no he's not in blade um but he's in kind of and then then obviously what what we now know as the marvel movies what people refer to as a marvel so iron man onwards his cameo has become somewhat of a of a thing yeah
1: he's not in x-men too is he looking he there. he's in the first X-Men
0: yes he's in the first X-Men in and he's in X-Men
1: 3 he's, he's in X-Men 3 but he's not in X2
0: no he's not that's a, that's a very good point yes yeah. he, he was in X-Men The Last Stand or yeah, X-Men We've Retconned It Out of Existence mm,
1: probably for the best probably
0: for the best um obviously he's been in other shows so he, he was in um entourage as stanley yeah. um obviously he tends to play stanley in other stuff
1: but even um, weirder he was in he was in this great somewhat would call it schlocky horror film called the ambulance starring Garrett roberts as the marvel comics editor like it does i don't think he call, calls him stan or not I don't see, he I've seen this that. quite I, I so he's like I was in that. He's playing like a real life person in a fictional film, which is just really weird, kind of thing. That's that's nuts. I I like quite like him. He's in a few scenes. He's in a few scenes as well. He's not, you know. I,
0: I quite liked him. Um, in, in I think it was in the Hulk where he came out alongside
1: Lou Ferrigno. Yes. Really yeah. Incredible. I mean, think like security guards or something. Yeah. 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 First, <laughs> it's probably arguably the best moment of that. Piece of shit. Such <laughs> he's a terrible, brilliant in that. Film. terrible. He's so good film. in that though, and I, I, yeah. I love that. I love that kind of. Um, I love was, that he kind of it? was he love bit? Was Norton one? one? I don't remember being a Norton one. Uh, Ed Norton oh no, he one, was. Yeah. No, he was. I've just seen it. He is. He is. He is. Oh, fair enough.
0: He was I Milwaukee don't... man drinking from bottle.
1: Yeah, I've just seen that. I'm like wow, <laughs> like I don't remember it.
0: Um. So uh, obviously uh, he's in Chark and then all of the other. Yeah. But <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he's pretty much featured in, in everything, even Big Hero 6.
1: Yeah, he, he's like in the TV show there, apparently. Yeah. He's like the narrator. I didn't know that at all.
0: Um, And he plays Mayor Stan in Hulk and the Agents of Smash TV series. Oh, I haven't
1: seen it. Uh,
0: do you know what, though? But I think you're probably right. I think the strip club DJ in Deadpool is, is probably it's just, the best.
1: It's just, it's just such a weird moment because, like, of course that's him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, where else was he going to be? But it was just, it was such an interesting place to believe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know.
0: And do you know what? It, it's become. It's weird to say, but it's kind of become one of my favourite parts of a Marvel film. It's like of course. It, it always makes me smile when I see the Stan Lee cameo. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's going to be the kicker, isn't it?
1: Yeah. If I remember correctly, again I I might be wrong about this. I seem to recall reading an article somewhere that he'd recorded, like he'd filmed like a bunch of cameos.
0: Yeah, he'd done like, five like in one or six, Go. I think. Yeah, uh, so James Gunn if, directed them.
1: So I wonder if like we're gonna see them for the next couple of years if you see what I mean. And because in theory, none of the characters have to be in those shots. It no. could just be he's watching oh, just f- watching a battle and then yeah. and that's it, you know.
0: Um I, I reckon you'll I reckon he'll be in um oh, uh, for Captain Marvel,
1: I hope so. Yeah, I um, oh, must. Yeah, he must. Hopefully, hopefully. I, I know he's
0: definitely filmed a cameo for Avengers Four. Right. I think that might be the last one.
1: Uh, oh, that'd be sad. C-
0: can you imagine a Marvel like a mainstream Marvel movie without a cameo from Stan Lee?
1: Well, that's kind of what I mean. I wonder. If, I wonder if they're going to do oh, it. Don't want to say. I wonder if they're going to sort of somehow digitally put him in or use his uh, voice for other things or something. I sort of, I sort of want them today.
0: <laughs> I know what you mean. Even if because I don't him. think, I
1: don't think he'd be, again, I don't think he'd be again. There's always, there's always, you know, would someone want to be digitally? I think he's part that he is, like he is for reason amongst obviously certain other people why this all exists. I don't see any reason. why As long as it's done well, and like. But you could,
0: you can have him on TVs in the background. That's what I mean You could exactly. have him As
1: voiceover exactly. exactly Or a voice on a radio Or Yeah like, Even someone doing A really good impression of him Or whatever did like, even, you, just clip, you just take a clip From like The Spider-Man family, TV show or family, fo- or family photos You know like Photos of characters Yeah and things like I, that.
0: I think they can milk it For many years to come. But I, 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 I hope you, so If you just took like For a Spider-Man movie And you just had um, On the radio In the background You said Hey Spider-Fans Right That yeah, kind sorry, of thing Ex- Excelsior
1: or something yeah. or, And you know what you know, put him into the Marvel logo. You know about that animated logo? Yeah, absolutely. Put put him into that. Do you have that you on a billboard.
0: His... We've just. Uh, do you know what? Like, yeah, um, uh, John Landis's billboard. See you. Yeah, next. see you next Wednesday.
1: Speaking of which, <coughs> just as a brief diversion, I had the absolute unadulterated pleasure yesterday, last night, of seeing *Coming to America* on a big screen for the first oh time. Oh my
0: god, I saw that! I saw that! I was so jealous.
1: I, uh, I. It, be I have, it must be. I've, I've watched it so many times, but it must be a couple of years since I've seen it. Probably a year and a half or whatever, yes, two years or whatever yes, it. it is. Fuck too. It is. It is not just still funny as fuck. Like I mean, really, really funny and all that. It looks beautiful, like visually, and it just looks beautiful. And including things like the makeup effects, you know, Rick Baker yeah, or whatever. Oh yeah. my like, 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 they're amazing. They look the old Jewish man Saul still just looks like an old Jewish man like if you didn't know Eddie Murphy was playing that part because most people didn't like y- you would just assume it was just some white actor you yes. just assume it it looks unbelievably it just it doesn't look like I'm not talking about Eddie Murphy but like a person in, in makeup it just, just doesn't look like makeup at no, all it
0: absolutely doesn't it's and in
1: fact, unbelievable it's unbelievable
0: I remember the first time I saw that I, I was the first time I saw it I, I, it wasn't until the end credits where Ooh. they show it's Eddie Murphy and you kind of go incredible what the fuck
1: it's incredible, oh, and uh, sorry. For the reason I was pointing that out, aside from that, was amazing, was it's the first time I've noticed in the tubes. There's scenes on the underground where I've actually seen the "See You Next Wednesday" poster. Really? Yeah, you can actually see. It. I don't know why I've never noticed it before. I've been told it's there. I've never seen it. It just for whatever reason, it's totally there, as big as day. You know, like just it's just there, and it's got like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis on it. And it's got a. Uh, um fuck Sybil I think they changed it because it's Sybil Danning. I think they called it Sybil Banning. Oh, Dan Aykroyd. It's amazing. Like it's fantastic. That's so cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, th-
1: th- so, absolutely Um brilliant. I mean, but you could you could
0: do you could do that whole thing with um with Stan Lee. You could put yes, it on billboards
1: every movies. And posters and like you say, newspapers or whatever. Yeah. So of
0: actually I think I think we could probably still have the Stan Lee cameos.
1: I hope so. I just think that really be... I really do like tribute. Even if it's a statue of him or you know, like the shitty I mean it's shitty <coughs> Indiana Jones 4 when they go past a bust of they they fuck up a bust of Marcus, which is most outrageously. Yeah, what, like, that the, films, what the fuck was that, that, that about? Films a, that films a, that feels a piece of shit and, and shouldn't exist. But the fact that they actually destroy a bust of him like it's not just there, they actually destroy it. Not not on purpose, but you kind of go really, you, you, your shit really. <laughs> like, like it's a piece of shit anyway. Although the first fifteen minutes are arguably entertaining-ish, Ish. And, and like, and then, and one of the first things they do is they fuck up, they actually smash up a bust of his face. Are you, really, I, I know it sounds like so. I, I think it's genuinely really offensive, of, of, especially like for him. really offensive. Yeah, exactly. It's him, such a dignified person. Sorry, it When I saw that happening, I was just—I was just furious. I do you know what? I don't, How could you do that? How could you do that? I don't disagree with you
0: on that one, Mister Boyas. Okay. Um. So, Stan Lee, what's your what, what memories? Anything specific you want to sign off on? Are you you're the Stan Lee man around here? Um, I mean, just so- be
1: just we're just being honest about. Yeah, I can't ever repay the debt that he. Genu- I don't know it sounds really cheesy. I can't repay the like the contribution he and obviously not just him but the people you know who work for him and all that's you know i'm not we all know it wasn't just him look like, without being you know no no, like, no absolutely but, but i cannot ever repay what that has contributed to my life i think i my inverted commas so-called career whatever you've got like i can't <laughs> pay it. but i can't but i can't like i can't i'll never adequately be able to regardless of how indirect it might have been yeah, yeah it's and again not to sound too I'm not trying to be that person who's like jumping on any well me and Stan like it's not that it, it's just absolutely unquestionably been a gigantic influence on me and, and the way I am it's just that's what that is and it's like more so the guy I love Goldman massive fan of and really upset that he passed and all that stuff too 100% no doubt but Stanley literally from my child, like from my earliest childhood contributed in some way to whatever it is. I think I'm up to at the moment, (laughs) you know? yeah. So it's, it's serious. Like it's serious for me. It's genuinely really upsetting and it's really, but you know, again, not, not entirely unexpected. Um, but we've lost a great. Regardless of, I'm not just about his personal as a person. We've lost a really great influence on popular culture in um in the world. And just really briefly, really briefly, because I haven't watched it. Because I'm I'm a massive fan of Bill Maher. Yeah. And there's there's been this some weird backlash oh, at him yeah. for saying something about Stanley. Now I haven't seen the clip yet, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But I'm like I'm fairly sure Bill Maher didn't mean to be nasty about Stanley. Like I don't know what he said, so I'm not trying. To, I know I can't speak with too much authority on this. Like Bill Maher, like I don't think he probably was being nasty, like personally nasty about Stanley. I, I might be wrong. I what might did, be. What is he maybe, maybe. I didn't I don't, I I did see, don't but there was some. There was some. He wrote some blog post or something, and I, I haven't read it or, or whatever it is. I just I kind of, and I, maybe I will do at some point. I'm a really big fan of his because America needs more people like him quite bluntly. Um but I just, like just it's my personal feeling, but I just, I don't think that whatever he's written, like, I don't think he has a problem with Stan Lee. He probably has a problem with the people who have absorbed the culture, probably, yeah. which is again, take that or leave that for what that's worth. Um, you know, for me personally, and for, I'm sure a great number of people, he contributed an awful lot to their lives. <coughs> he made it feel okay to be different. You know, so with like you know, the X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that stuff, a big part of that storytelling was it's okay to be different.
0: Um just for just for clarity, what he actually yeah. said was America is in mourning, deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. Right. Okay. I mean Yeah. I mean that is face flippant. I don't think we can deny that. I think, you know, I I think it's not the it's not the smartest comment he's ever made. No, um I agree. Yeah, and um yeah, many people consider Burt Reynolds to be a a bit of a hack but you know everyone's entitled to their opinion I don't think we should ever live in a world where you can't give that opinion of course we don't agree with it though
1: yeah but I guess what I'm getting at is I don't think so much that that's an attack on Stan Lee yeah I might be wrong I don't I don't think he was personally attacking Stan Lee I think it's more about what people have done with that if that makes sense yeah if that makes any sense, I don't, anyway, it's not—it's not for us to say, really. I just—I uh, think that there was probably a backlash because people are very sensitive about shit. And, and yeah, you're right. It's not the smartest thing you could have said, to be blunt. Um, but do you know I've, what? Hey, no one can ever
0: accuse me of being smart. Um, right. uh, okay. So you know. Um, okay, Ross. Uh, where can people find out more about you, sir?
1: okay so on all the social media things i am at ross boy and if you'd like to follow the awesome film company that uh, i'm a director of with my wonderful partners john and diane uh it's at evo films uk or evolutionary com. and again on all the things uh and also if you'd like to follow the, the trials and tribulations mostly tribulations at the moment of uh the film that i made uh and uh and the sequel—that's <laughs> in uh, post-production. It's at Vengeance Film UK. Uh, it's.